Hey, welcome to Choir Talks. This is the weekly podcast where you and I read some scripture together that has spoken to me from my daily quiet time. Uh, it's called Choir Talks because on Wednesday nights, I give this talk or a version of it to our choir during our rehearsal. Um, but you don't have to be in choir or like choir or even like music to appreciate Choir Talks. It's really just you and me reading the scripture, trying to hear from, from God as we do that together. So I'm glad you joined me today. Last night, uh, my wife and I were uh, researching together on the internet. We were trying to decide where we were going to go on the next trip that we took together. Um, boy, it's so great to have the internet. You can um, look for something halfway across the world and find a train schedule or a vacancy in a hotel or whatever. Uh, it's a pretty amazing time that we live in, but it's obviously not always been so. Uh, this week, I came across uh, Psalm 25. And Psalm 25 is a psalm of David, and to me, it kind of sounds like David is also planning a journey, but it's really his life's journey. He's looking at life as a journey. In the psalm, he's, he uses the word way and path, and and uh, it just gives you the feel that he's seeing his life as a journey that's going to have difficulties, and it's really already had difficulties. This psalm came up for me this week because we read it in our staff meeting. And then I just went back and, and read it some more, and it just really began to speak to me. Uh, so I just wanted to share that with you. So here we go. This is Psalm 25, starting in verse 1. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. And so uh, as he starts this journey, um, it starts from, from a point of faith uh, for David. Um, he, is, he realizes that he has to trust in God to follow this journey of life. But it's not always been so in the way he's lived. Just like you and me, he has had moments of faithlessness and, and where he trusted someone else. A real-life moment from the life of David came when he was on the run from Saul, and he ended up mixing in with the Philistine people, um, assuming that their army would be able to protect him from the forces of Saul. At one point, when his men, uh, he and his men, were away with uh, the Philistines, uh, a raiding band came in to the town where they were staying and, and took away all their women and their children. And so um, you get to this verse in uh, 1 Samuel 30. It says this, David was greatly distressed because the men were thinking of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord. So in the midst of that time when he really was trusting someone other than God, uh, he had this, uh, he, he bumped his head. He, he got in trouble, and it, it was going to cost him his life. Um, but yet he found his comfort and his solace in the Lord. So going back to this psalm, he says, In you, Lord, I put my trust. Here I am on the beginning of this journey again, God, and I'm trusting you. Um, verse 4, um, he, he prays this prayer, and I like it. It's really instructive, I think. He says, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are my, uh, you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. So no more trusting his own path or his own way. He turns to God now, and he says, show me, show me your ways. In fact, he makes three petitions here. Um, show me your way, teach me your path, and guide me in your truth. I really think the Psalms, uh, just reading the Psalms and trying to understand them, um, helps give us the vocabulary of, of worship, helps teach us how to speak to God and sing to God and worship 
But also in prayer helps us to learn how to speak to God in prayer. Verse five, uh, four and five could be the beginning of a prayer time uh, in your life or a part of your prayer life. Show me your ways, Lord. Just a great thing to pray, God. I don't, I know uh, that I don't know the way that I should always go. You show me the right way. You show me your way, God. The way that that pleases you. Show me your way. Teach me your path. Teach me. Instruct me. Help. I'm. I don't know, help me to learn. Teach me your path and guide me as I'm going. Guide me into your truth, um, which I think speaks maybe about the Word of God here because we have this Word now. Teach me, guide me from this truth about how I should go. Uh, for you are my God, and my hope is in you all the day long. And I like that phrase. Our hope is in, is in God all the day long. Um. And he goes on to say, uh, remember, Lord, your great mercy and love. Here, here's the next couple of verses really speak to me about why you can trust God. The first five verses, I'm trusting God in this journey. And now why? Verse 6 says, remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. Um, but I'm, I agree with David here. I mean, I was kind of a goody, goody uh, kid growing up, but I, along with you probably, uh, had some rebellious ways and had some moments that um, I look back as youthful sin and indiscretion. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that we have a father who's merciful, uh, who's, who covers over those things in love. So he, he says, remember, Lord, your mercy. And then he says, don't remember those early sinful, rebellious ways. Um, and then he goes on to say, according to your love, remember me, God. For you are good. Now, here's the reason we can trust God. He is good. He's merciful. He's loving. He loves you as his father. We can trust him to help us through this journey because we trust in his goodness. We know that he has our best interest at heart. We know that um, he leads us to bring glory to his name and for our good. Verse 8, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. Hey, here's the promise about his ways. We were asking him earlier to show his ways. And so he says, man, when you have veered off the path, out of his mercy and out of his grace, he instructs even sinners in his ways. Um, now, here's, here's some keys to getting this guidance uh, from the Lord. Who is, who is the person who God guides and leads. Um, verse 9 says this, He guides the humble in what is right. He teaches them His way. Um, so here's, here's one prerequisite is that we're humble. When we're proud, when we're arrogant, when we believe in our own way, that, that's similar to David believing he could figure it out and go with the Philistine army and figure it out his way. But when we're humble, we come to the Lord and we say, what is, what is your way? Um, Humility uh, goes before honor. Humility uh, is better than pride in the eyes of the Lord. I think we said last week, we quoted the verse, if I remember right, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Between those two, I'd rather have God's grace than his resistance. Okay, so he guides the humble. Um, and then in verse 10, it says, All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. So here's a second prerequisite of those who are guided by the Lord. It's those who keep the demands of his covenant. It's the obedient. Um, even Jesus said uh, this several times in several ways. In the book of John, he says that uh, the one who loves me is the one who is obedient. Um, 
He goes on to say uh, in verse 12, Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the way that they should choose. So here's a third prerequisite. It's those who fear the Lord. Um, he's going to instruct. He's going to show him, them his way, the one who fears the Lord. Now let's talk about that word fear really quickly in case you're not indoctrinated into um, uh, the language of the Old Testament. Fear the Lord is something that, that really turns up a lot. But it does not mean that we are afraid of God. Um, when you're afraid of something, you run away from it. But that's obviously not what David's um, asking or saying we do. That He says those who fear the Lord are the ones that are going to receive instruction. So they're still near the Lord because this fear is not an afraid, runaway fear. It is a reverential awe fear. In fact, I'm going to come to him because I fear him in the sense that I revere him. So I come to the Lord to hear this instruction about the way that I should choose. Uh, skipping down to verse 14, this is the one that just really struck me. It's just interesting. It says that the Lord confides in those who fear him. Uh, I was just really interested in that language. What does it mean for, for God to confide in us? I did a little more research on this word here. The original Hebrew word means to have a secret for or to reveal, especially within the context of an intimate relationship. It, it's a it's, it's to have a secret for someone that, that you're close to, that you're having close, intimate conversations with. Um, so that's a beautiful picture. The Lord confides in those who fear him, the ones who have reverence and awe of him, who come to him in humility. He confides. He whispers in our ears to tell us the secrets of, of what the path is, is going to be for us, what we need to understand as we travel this journey together. It reminded me of uh, what Jesus said in John 15, uh, verse 15. He says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. For everything that I learned from the Father, I have made known to you. I have confided in you. Um, the, the, the Father confides in those who are his children, um, those who follow him, those who are who become spiritually alive. The spiritual man, 1 Corinthians, says this. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. He doesn't understand them, uh, nor can he know him because they're spiritually discerned. They come as a secret, as a confidence, as something that the Lord confides in to those who are, are spiritual, who follow him. So reading through this here together just makes me ask myself some questions, and you too. For one, do you fear God in the sense that are you a worshiper? Are you somebody that reveres God and has and has awe in his presence? If so, then yes, you are a worshiper. You spend time in his presence because you awe him, you fear him, you revere him. Uh, or do you trust God? Are you going about this journey of your life depending on your own ideas and your strength or the strength of others? Or are you trusting God when, when you are facing an uncertain future? Is he the first person you turn to? Are you humble? Uh, do you recognize your need for God because you're humble and come to him, or are you proud and going in, in your own strength? Are you obedient to whatever extent you are learning and understand the commands and, and the directions of God through his word? Are you being obedient to those things? Are you seeking his guidance? Are you, do you want to know his ways like David in his prayer? Are you praying and saying, God, show me your ways? Just really quickly, the 
this psalm ends out, I'll just do this bullet point wise. It, it says he gives us victory over several things. Um, or the psalmist expects to see these victories in his life. Verse 15, my eyes are ever on the Lord, for he will release my feet from the snare. He gives us victory over danger, releases our feet from the snare is the expectation and the prayer of David. Verse 16, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I'm lonely and afflicted. David's expectation that there'll be victory over loneliness, something we all struggle, we need victory over. Verse 17, relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from anguish. He gives us victory over heartache. That's what David is praying here and expecting and asking from the Lord. Verse 18, look upon my affliction and my distress and take away all my sin. Um, He gives us uh, victory over affliction. Affliction and distress. Verse 19 and following, see how numerous my enemies are and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Don't let me be put to shame for I take refuge in you. He, He gives us uh, victory over fear. Um, David, in many points in his life, was in fear of, of his own death, imminent death. And yet, um, as he put his trust in God, God gave him victory over not only death, but the, the, the fear in those circumstances. So here's Psalm 25. When we journey in faith and we look humbly to God for direction, he confides in us through our close conversations, and he guides us along the path and gives us victory. That's Psalm 25, as I see it. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for this word and this encouragement. God, I pray that you would show us your ways. God, teach us your your truth and guide us into your truth. We want to know your path for our life. We want to know the way that pleases you, that honors you, so that we can live that out. Father, keep us uh, from the danger of the snare and and, uh, all the other things that that we need victory over, that... that, um, that might come, in up, come up in our lives, Father. There's the many difficulties that we know are on this journey in front of us. God, we're going to trust in you and ask you and believe that you give us victory over those things. Our eyes are on you, Lord. We worship you, great and mighty King. We trust you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks. Reread Psalm 25. See what the Lord says to you through that. Have a great day.